welcome back to our 32nd episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Danny Wood with Brokerage Nation. In this episode, Danny and I talk about why he feels that everything is a marketing opportunity and how you can learn to fail forward. Danny also shares how to go with your gut and build a marketing plan around things that interest you, matches your personality style, and will keep you engaged. And we talk about what you can do to add value to your farm that costs next to nothing, but can have a huge impact. Danny shares a super easy to use social media plan to connect with your community and create great content that resonates. And we talk about how to get more referrals from your farm by becoming the community ambassador. Plus a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Danny. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Danny Wood from Brokerage Nation. So Danny, take a second, tell us about tell us a bit about who you are and why you're here. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Yeah, it's Danny Wood here, uh, just hanging out in sunny Surrey, BC, nice. <laughs> until the borders open and I can go south where the real sun <laughs> is at. And um, yeah, no, I, I'm a real estate agent. I started as a real estate agent, uh, created a coaching company, and then I brought my license back because I intend on getting agents referrals and then sending them out. So that's actually, I'm, I'm creating a farm area. You would love this the side, total side discussion is I'm creating a farm of um, businesses and it's to get referrals out of those businesses so that I can give them to other agents. Awesome. So a totally whole another episode that we're going to have scheduled once <laughs> I can sure. prove to you that it works. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. So yeah, we, we go way back for people don't know. We, it's been like 10, 10 plus years from we've known each other for a long time. So Let's go back quickly, just kind of where you came from and how you ended up here. Uh, real estate agent, 2007, uh, super young looking. And ex- like none of my friends and family were buying real estate through me anyways. So I had to get really creative with out of the box thinking and marketing and strategies to connect and have conversations with people about buying a home or selling a home in Durham region. I really focused on the Oshawa Whippy Bowmanville area. Yeah. Um, and that, that was kind of like the niche. If it was uh, Ajax Pickering, I would, but anything past that, I would farm out or refer out to another agent for sure. And um, I was all about the internet because I didn't have, like my friends and family, like I say, they weren't buying with me. Um, that's because most of my friends moved to BC and uh, none of my family just <laughs> trusted me. So <laughs> I, I had to uh, reach out to strangers and I found like, as long as I had, uh, my goal was to, I would draw a tic-tac-toe grid on a blank piece of paper. And my goal was to fill that grid up with real estate conversations every day. Nice. And so some days I wouldn't hit the goal, but as long as I was consistent with trying, um, then it worked out pretty well. And yeah, so I used the internet to uh, bring me inbound leads and inbound conversations. Yeah, that's something you've always been really good at and, and you've always thought outside the box and you've always been able to really see real estate lead generation differently than, than most agents. And that's kind of really what I want to dive in today on, on how agents can leverage unique ways to, to reach a farm. Because if anyone's been around long enough, they know I'm not all about just postcards and door knocking. And that's what, for most people, they think when they think of, of farming is just sending out a bunch of postcards. And so I want to kind of dive into some of those strategies, but what did it look like for you to, to take that leap and, and start doing that? Because for some agents, they struggle. How do I figure out these things? How do I try unique things? What was it like for you when you're getting started with trying new strategies? Um, failing forward is how most people succeed in life. 
and uh, everything is a marketing opportunity. So like if I was doing an open house, it wasn't just go put the, the signs out the morning of. Yeah. I would be putting the signs out um, if I could, as many of them out as possible. I would be doing direct mail. I would be doing door knocking. I would be doing cold calling. I'd be doing um, uh, ads on Facebook and posting them on Craigslist, Kijiji. Like everything is a marketing opportunity. Just listed, just sold coming soon all of that is a marketing opportunity yeah. and your farm is a marketing opportunity as well and the thing with your farm area is that um these are relationships that you're curating over time yeah. so it's not an overnight success and so it's not like a, a magic pill of like oh dude you're not doing this one thing you're going to get a bazillion business yeah. <laughs> it isn't like that at all it's just like consistently being there and reminding people like who you are and what you do so that could include a monthly mail out direct mail yep. right that could include um uh, like uh community involvement things like barbecues or movie nights or, or things like that and all this is like post-covid like covid whatever yeah, yeah. anything i say <laughs> use with a grain of salt because yeah. people could be watching this recording two years from now right so if i'm talking about like door knocking okay i'm not talking about <laughs> this weekend with covid hitting heavy yeah. um now with covid hitting heavy I mean, there are some creative ways that you can be reaching people. And that is definitely more on the direct, direct mail is awesome. You should definitely be leveraging that. Um, I would be doing a uh, direct mail right now for um, anytime I have a buyer that's looking in that area, I'd be doing up a letter about who the buyer is, why they want in that area and doing, um, even if it wasn't direct mail, but like hand delivered of you going and just putting it in the mailboxes or paying somebody like a student to do, the, to do that for you. That's working out really well. Do, doing video-based messages on that exact same thing of like, hey, we have a buyer looking in this area. This is what they're what they're looking for. Blah blah blah. Now the challenge with uh, Facebook is, as soon as it's a uh, real estate related, it's a special ads category, yeah. and so you can't really like narrow it based on the street like you used to be able to because we could narrow it down just to that street. Yeah. Um, and now you can't do that. So we're kind of getting away with it on YouTube where we're running youtube ads and we're targeting people in that area and uh we're getting away with it on youtube so as long as we can get it away with it there then we will and if not we'll just shift to another platform um and, and until we have to figure other ways around it yeah yeah, yeah. and what you said going back to the it's, it's a long-term game and you, you try to hit people with as many strategies as you can and that's something i'm a firm believer in i call it strategy stacking and that you got to have a bunch of layers. It doesn't have to be a thousand of them, but you need to have things in case things shift, in case the rules change, like Facebook ad rule changed or like COVID hits. If you were door knocking in, in, in open houses and that's what you did and COVID hits, that can literally drive your business overnight. So you have to be able to put in things that will layer in, but also work well and, and complement each other. And when you can do that, it, it, it definitely benefits you when you can create those strategies. So for a lot of agents, they struggle thinking outside the box where would be a good place for people to start getting ideas or thinking that way because again not not a knock to, to most agents but a lot of them just go well I, I know what other people have done and they don't really think differently and they just go i'm going to do what everyone else has done and that tends to be where not a good place <laughs> yeah well um go with every everybody is different everybody is unique so i would say go with your gut and lean with your best foot forward um, so for me, if I was like brand new agent in a farm area that I'm just starting this week, I mean, I would be, uh, ground level of, uh, actually 
going to the doors. I still would be going to the doors and I would be delivering a little hanger, letting everybody know that we're doing a clothing drive for the community. Yep. And um, it's totally COVID friendly. Just put it in the bag, put it outside uh, and text me that you're going to participate and I'll come by. We'll come by and pick it up from your front porch. Like you don't, we don't have to come into your house or anything like that. Yep. Um, and, and so doing that would be a good initiative. And maybe you do like all the homes in your area and you get six, 12, 20, who knows what the number is, yep. but it's, those are conversations that you're going to be able to um, add contacts that you're going to be able to add to your database, that sort of thing. Um, doing a, a local thing that is like community driven to buy local is really popular right now with agents. And so I took a concept where, um, remember when we would do um, like a, um, a, a pumpkin giveaway around Thanksgiving yep. and everybody would have to show up to the office and we'd have a, a trailer, a wagon full of pumpkins and all of the clients got a free pumpkin. Well, we changed it, that strategy up because what we found was um, sometimes there would be wasted pumpkins. Like there was more pumpkins than were needed because you always want to have more than needed because you don't want people to yeah. be shorted. <laughs> but then we're paying that cost of a bunch of stupid pumpkins that are just getting wasted. Yeah. So um, instead of that, we used a, a coupon code thing and we set it up with the local vendor where we were going to buy the pumpkins from and anybody who brought that in got a free pumpkin in exchange um, they had to give their name phone number email and so we got to update our database at the same nice. time and only pay for the pumpkins that were being actually used so that nice. was like the best win-win for sure yeah. so consider doing something like that locally with the local restaurant down the street yeah i don't know what it happens to be and it, it could be a discount or I don't know, you'd have to think outside of like, call that call that um, uh, restaurant up and say, hey, look, I know when Uber Eats, ask them the question, say, hey, Uber Eats and all these other like apps, what's their cut? If a person orders a $10 meal, how much do, do they get? And it's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. So then I would say, circle back to them and say, hey, what if we did the same thing only um, instead of you paying Uber Eats 30%, I don't know if that's the number, but let's say it's 30%. Instead of you paying Uber Eats 30%, what if we created a coupon book and people got 20% off? You're still saving 10% and I'll distribute the marketing for you. Right. And you create like a partnership like that. You can yep. even use that as the basis of like doing a video with that yep. um, restaurant where uh, Zoom style split the screen in half, you're on one half and the restaurant is on the other. And they could like whip up one of their favorite dishes, kind of like a celebrity kitchen tour type of thing and you're yeah. asking them the who what where when why how yeah um how are, how are people still ordering you with ordering from you with covid uh what are the popular dishes like that sort of thing that would you, be awesome you, you can That'd do it too on, on like a slow night i've seen people do that where they, they'll talk to the, the restaurants like hey what's your slowest night you want to drive more people there and then they'll do like a free instead of percentage off it's like okay come in and you'll get a dessert included with your meal so then they're getting people in there on top of it and then they're just paying the cost so instead of saying it's a percentage off so rather than 10 percent off the cost might actually be five percent difference so they're only paying five percent so then the agent would then make up the difference on what they of their hard costs do you know what i mean but, yeah that's a cool idea i was talking to um a vegas agent in in las vegas and uh he does a thing where they buy out the restaurant but um mm. it's the consumers the clients that buy out the restaurant and uh I mean, obviously, this only works in restaurants you can actually go to. In Ontario, yes. can you go into a restaurant and eat in the restaurant or no? No, no, it's still in, in oh. 
now not everybody who's listening to this is Ontario is uh, so there's other areas like I'm in BC and we can go to a restaurant and eat and um, so it is like um, not all tables are available so if I called that restaurant up and said how many tables do you guys have available then I would do a promotion to try and get like to buy out the restaurant where we got everybody in that local community to go and do a night out and it would be off menu stuff like a real experience yeah that's cool. I, I'm a huge believer right now that well, always, but supporting a local business is the, is the key, especially with COVID and everything going on right now, that we have an opportunity to really help give back to those local businesses. And I've shared this many times that just because they're a business owner doesn't mean they get marketing. It doesn't mean they have a large budget to spend on marketing. So if we can create marketing opportunities for these local businesses, we can help them and be the ambassador. And that goes, has a ton of, 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 lasting value and help these local businesses. I had uh, uh, agent on, on the show and she talked about, she supported this one local business and she said she put a bunch of energy and time and, and promote them. And she said they came and thanked her after it was right when COVID first hit. I said they would have went yeah. out of business if she didn't help promote them. So we have an opportunity mm. to really change the, the direction of some of these local businesses and really help them if we can get together and do that. And I think if we collectively got together, not just agents, but like as business, small business owners, I think we can really help create some unique ways to, to provide value, which is what the community is all about. Yeah, man. There, um, one of my uh, colleagues, she had put together like a, it wasn't a, I don't want to call it a COVID box. It was like um, a pizza box that she got you. So you can go to Costco business center and you can order these pizza boxes that are clean and fresh and not used and unbranded and for really cheap you could buy like 50 of them or 100 of them and then inside this pizza box she put um a whole bunch of stuff from the dollar store basically it was like candy chips uh like the really small glass coca-cola cans yeah not cans but coca-cola bottles and um she had a flyer that she put inside it was like a movie night and chill or something like that and it was something um for over the family day weekend she, nice. she created this little kit that she put together and it did have her branding on it on the box she got st- stickers and she branded the box with her stickers and so now take that concept right only instead of filling it up with like dollar store goodies what if you had a bunch of local businesses contribute like a little 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 booklet of, of stuff that people could buy and support local yeah I think that'd be a cool concept, like yeah. uh, really, really cool concept. And you're like addressing it to everybody. So I wouldn't put it in the mail. It would be you actually physically going yeah. and leaving it. Um, when you deliver it, wear gloves. <laughs> yeah. So gloves and mask and all that. Be be safe. Do what you're doing. Like I'm just throwing ideas at you, yeah. right? Some people can do it in different markets. So yeah. Yeah. I think the, there's a lot of agents right now who have pulled out their marketing because of COVID. And I think that will also create opportunities for people. So even if there were people farming and focusing on those areas, a lot of them are not spending the money that they used to, and they're not doing the things they did because they've shifted what they, what they have done. So it's kind of created this tumultuous or this, this, this weird time. So there's an opportunity for you to gain some market share, I think. And there's an opportunity for really for agents to really double down and start getting that attention and helping the community. If, Agents are doing the same things year after year after year after year. It may be harder to break in, but now it's like it's disrupted things. So I think there's some tremendous opportunities right now. On the digital side of things, I would totally be uh, leveraging any activity in my farm area. So say I was like North Oshawa. That's my farm area. As an example, if North Oshawa was my farm area, what I would do is I would take a look at uh, what's the cheapest listing in North Oshawa 
like today. So I would pull that up and then I would do a video about it. Um, and I wouldn't be specifically talking about, oh, one, two, three streets listed for yeah. 300,000, blah, 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 because I'd have to get permission and all that. But if I talk generally about like, hey, there's a couple listings um, in North Oshawa, they're both under 400,000. Um, one carries for this much of month, the, the other one yeah. carries for that much of month. That could be like an ongoing series where every week, every Thursday, it could be like a Thursday weekly post where every Thursday I post about the cheapest home in North Oshawa. Yeah. And then on the Saturday or something, I could post about the most expensive home yeah. in North Oshawa and just keep, keep that going. Um, anytime there is a sale, 100%, if there is a home that sold North Oshawa, I would be doing a direct mail. 50 houses up and 50 houses down of that home that's sold. And I wouldn't be talking about that home yep. because if it's not my listing, uh, I'm not going to, you have to have permission, right? If yep. you're like talking about how much a home sold for, blah, blah, blah. So I would be gen generalized and I would say um, five more homes sold in North Oshawa last week. Uh, and then I would have the stats to talk about like what, what your home would be worth in today's market. If you're thinking yep. of selling, blah, blah, blah. Now, how many homes sold last week in North Oshawa? I'm guessing, but it's probably a bunch. And um, so every week I would have uh, something fresh that I could actually talk about. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to, if you're going to do that stuff to have a system in place, especially because and again, it depends where people are in their market. Most markets right now are pretty hot and things are selling quickly. You have to have a system in place to do that. And you can't kind of like just, hope things happen. And I've seen a lot of agents do that and they get to the, the listing and then I said, Oh, now we'll start figuring out the marketing. You got to plan that well in advance. You got to have those ideas and strategies laid out. So if you were to pick a couple strategies to have pre ready to go, what would you suggest if agents were trying to do some marketing in the area that are like, they can pull off and, and, and get done quickly? Yeah. The first thing I would do is set up a uh, Google pay-per-click. Yeah. Not for the whole city, but just for the yeah. farm. Yeah. So you can do that based on just the farm. So you could say just this postal code or just this zip code, or um, you could do it with a pin and do a really tight radius, depending whatever works best. And um, I would do it for the most obvious things like real estate for sale, homes for sale, um, uh, realtor, uh, open house, like those types of keywords, um, MLS, like anybody, real estate listings, those types of keywords. Uh, I mean, if a person is searching that, and they're in my farm area, I don't want them going to anybody else's website. Yeah. So because you're going to be doing a campaign that's targeting such a small area that has such a small search volume, because you're not targeting all the country or all of the city, yeah. um, you're not going to need that big of a budget, like a yeah. hundred to 200 bucks a month. Yeah. So that hundred percent, I'd be setting that up. And then once I have it humming, um, let it run for like three weeks, four weeks, and then you really dial it in and remove all the nonsense keywords and like, excess fat, cut all that out and just focus on the stuff that's actually working. Once you have it dialed in, then you can carbon copy that over on Bing. Yeah. Microsoft's version of Google search is Bing, which is trash. Nobody uses it. And that's your benefit because nobody yeah. uses it. There's no competition and no other realtors are competing with you on a pay yeah. per click basis. So you think that nobody is using Bing? Wrong. People yeah. like my mom who just bought a computer, opened it up, set it up on her counter. They're the ones using Bing. Yeah. Uh, it's the people that go out of their way to install Google search. That you're the people that are using Bing are, let's just say, less sophisticated. Yeah. Because or, they or they're anti-Google and they just don't want to support Google. 
Right. Most likely it's um, just they don't know how to install a new browser. And because of that, they're they're more likely to actually fill in their information than to fill in yeah. Mickey Mouse information because yeah. they don't really know how that technology works. Yeah. So 100%, I'd be doing that. Um, the agents that I'm, if I had jealousy, which I don't, <laughs> but, but there is a big but. Uh, there are some agents I know that have the most rocking and rolling business. It is yeah. zero cost. It is so fun for them. And I'm like, man, I wish everybody could experience the business you have. And those are the ones that have a Facebook uh, community, like a, a Facebook group yeah. based on their farm area. Yeah. And um, it's not like a place for them to self-promote their listings or anything like that. It's all about the events that are happening, the school rules changing the parade down the street next year um the pumpkin giveaway the yard sale yeah. drive charity events helping people that sort of thing and so the agents that have and run those groups oh my god they get so much business from it yeah um and so how do you start one of those well it, it's grassroots baby start with the people you know that are in that area if I was a parent, I definitely would make it based around the school first and do it like as that kind of community of the parents of the, of the students of the school, um, just to keep in the loop about homework, not trips, but like when there is trips, um, any like training, any like Zoom calls, any deadlines when things have to be in by whatever, just make it like based on the school. And then from there, it will just naturally spill out into the community of like what's happening locally, that sort of thing. Um, that is awesome for sure. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the sessions I teach in my boot camp, and I think there's a, it's undervalued and a lot of people don't do it. And it, it does take time to, to build it up and it takes some work to manage it, but it's organic. It's, it's the conversations that are happening there are real conversations. And I, I always talk about pages versus groups, and pages is, is talking at your audience and the, yeah. Facebook is t- talking with. So you're having conversations. It's like being at a party and going around and you can, mix and mingle and you can talk to people and a lot of people set up business pages but it's like that's just a push message and the the facebook group allows you to get in boots on the ground and, and literally like find out what's happening in the community you can connect with people you have organic conversations that are naturally happening and but still be that go-to person and if you do it correctly like you said you're not promoting yourself all the time but you're being the ambassador and people will then know who you are they'll resonate and build trust with you and it's a huge opportunity if if you do it yeah, man. One of my colleagues is doing something where uh, she's connecting with the local. Oh, on. She's connecting with the local shelter, mm-hmm. animal shelter, and um, every week she does a video about like, I don't know what she calls it, animal shelter. I just made that. I don't know what she's calling it. She's calling it something. Anyways, the concept is basically uh, there's a new dog that needs adopted for whatever reason, and yeah. they are allowing her to go in. Or, she gets the video made and posted before they even post it. Wow. Like she, she did it as a one-off and she got a ton of traction and exposure yeah. and it like had a lot of shares and a lot of views where now um, they know every week she's coming in and she makes the videos and content for them. That's awesome. And it, it's like um, in her farm area too. That's awesome. That's a and every week. I mean, who, who doesn't like looking at puppies on Facebook? And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and I think the other thing too that I, I always talk to agents about is that you have to look at it as there's actually two separate ways to reach people. There's the people that are in the farm 
And that's, I think there's marketing and an approach to that. And then there's people that are marketing to people who are coming into the farm. So any buyers that are not from the area that are going to move to the area. And a lot of agents do one or the other well. And I think they don't, I find a lot of agents don't do both. So if you set it up right, you want to be marketing to the people that are there because you want to get their business from the listing side of things and, and be the go-to. But you also want to capture that people that aren't from the area. So how would you suggest if someone's looking to do marketing not to the area and how do you capture people that might be looking in the area other than Google pay-per-click ads? That's it. That's the only way. No, like, <laughs> the, because like, how could you predict how what a person is yeah. thinking with their, their Google pay-per-click? So if it wasn't Google pay-per-click, um, then it, I mean, the other option would be uh, YouTube, but yeah. you'd, there'd have to be videos that are already popular and discussions on that are already popular about your primary. So Oshawa wouldn't have any, I don't think. But like Toronto, New York, Vancouver, the bigger cities, um, that that type of thing would work really, really well with YouTube, mm -hmm. where you do videos about um, moving to Toronto, living in Toronto, um, top th top ten things I like about living in Toronto, um, top uh, how expensive is it to live in Toronto, um, renting versus buying in Toronto. So those types of videos yeah. would work really, really well and do work really, really well for people. Yeah. I don't know how well it would work in a smaller city. Um, I don't think it would work that well. It's definitely a volume play at that point. Yeah. But targeting what a person is thinking, the only way is on Google pay-per-click. The other one would be like, if you went to, I don't use Twitter. Ugh, Twitter, it's yeah, disgusting. Like it. <laughs> but this idea would work. Um, you can go to Twitter and if you use uh, quotations and you put quotation, moving to Oshawa, quotation, and do a search, it will show you all the people that posted this week that are saying they're moving to Oshawa. Yeah. 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 So it, relo relocating to Oshawa, search that right now. Anybody who's listening as a test, if you want to have fun with Twitter, go, go to that and do a little air quotation moving to, and then your city quotation, yeah. and you'll get a ton of people. I'm sure I can bet money. Basically every city has somebody who's saying that they're moving to it. Most of it is a joke though. So like yeah. a lot of people would be like, um, a lot of Americans who are like not happy with politics, right. they're like, ah, oh, I'm moving to Toronto just yeah. as a joke. It's like yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to sift through and kind of read, is it a joke or are they being real? Yeah. And, um, that's, that's the other way of connect that answers your question of how would you find people yeah. moving to your farm? I think it's important to, if you can figure out where they're coming from, like for us, like I'm in Hamilton, a lot of the people are coming from the, the city. They're coming from Mississauga and Toronto and they're cashing out. Or a lot of people in Niagara are moving from here down there. So if you can play your cards and go, okay, where were they move? Where are they more likely to move from and try to get in front of an audience where they're from and not just. Oh that they find yeah. Yeah. That well. would work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So the cottage market, 100% yeah. Toronto. I wouldn't be advertising in the cottage market at all. All my adverts, like yeah. Jill Price um, is a cottage girl and uh, she doesn't do her marketing locally. She does all, yeah. of, I say all, she does most of her marketing in the Toronto area. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously if you know your clients are coming from a certain geographic location, your digital marketing is going to want to focus on that geographic location. Yeah. I think another thing too would be important to watch is any, not trends, but any news. Like, for example, there was a, like here, we've got a, a um, John Deere factory in, in Stony yeah. Creek. And I think there was another John Deere factory that had shut down. So then a lot of people would have been transferring over. So it's like, if you can see things that are happening, you know, 
then you can potentially say, oh, are they coming from that area? Maybe they're going to be moving here and try to capture them that way. Or if there's like a hospital being built or something that would be attracting new people that are specific to that area, then you can then target who you're trying to go after. Another one I was thinking mm. of too was uh, Kingston Penitentiary, the, the prison, when it shut down, there's all those people that had jobs working in the prison. Well, where they're probably going to be looking at other places for, for jobs. So if you could try to find them moving to other places so i you got to be yeah. creative but it, it's it's not an easy just try this one simple thing so you got to be thinking a little bit different totally man capture. yeah that so that that twitter search trick i just shared with you yep. the same thing could be set up as a google alert yep. and if anybody if any news was about a company moving to toronto like whatever city yep. or relocating you would you would catch wind of that and obviously i'd just be proactive inspector gadget yep. pick up the phone and make a phone call yeah, like we got a in Hamilton, they're about to, they've just got the contract for um, uh, Amazon for a uh, distribution center. So that, nice. that's another, that's another opportunity where it's like, okay, then you know there's going to be people moving here and wanting to, to come to the area because of that job. So. so now you can buy local and not feel bad about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for you, what do you see as the future trends as far as online marketing or any type of things like that where you see things going because it's important to obviously know where you're at now but it's also important to know where things are are shifting and with COVID and everything going on it's anyone's guess but do you have any kind of ideas where you think things are heading yeah well I mean I don't have crystal ball stuff right so, <laughs> yeah. so for so for somebody to be like oh yeah the market's going to crash in three years it could it probably should like there's got to be a correction because I don't think like Oh, cool. 300,000 over asking you won the offer. Nice, yeah. nice job. Like this is not maintainable. And then, uh, I don't think anyways, it's maintainable. So there should yeah. be a correction. Now what's going to insulate that blow is going to be the immigration. Mm. So I definitely would be connecting with anybody that is in immigration in your city, yep. whether it be a lawyer, an accountant, like there's tons of them that yep. are all niche and I would be setting up and I would do like a value add pro bono for them where I do like, a, a webinar at the end of the month and they get a 20 minute pitch about like their product and service and ideas and on how it can help. And now I've got them in my back pocket as a contact. Yeah. And then I can start slowly working them for those introductions of people that are um, their clients. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be really leaning into that right now because I feel like in the next couple of years, that's probably going to be a good chunk of business for people that actually tap into it. Yeah. Now, um, the, the real winners is going to be the agents that are farming their database, their friends, their family, their sphere of influence, and not necessarily the, it's not, uh, farming isn't just about geography. Yep. Uh, uh, there's a digital farm about your, your contacts and your sphere of influence. 100%. This is most people come to me to pay me to bring them leads. And a lot of the times I talk them out of it. I'm like, dude, you, you don't need that. Cause you're not going to follow up. You're not, all, you're not following up with your database already. Yeah. So I'd rather see a real estate agent, like get all set up with um, a system to actually like get referrals from their friends or family. I'm, I got a guy, he's a client of mine um, and he shifted a huge chunk of digital marketing ad spend um, away from like Facebook, Google, that sort of thing. And he's reinvesting it into his database, his friends, his family, his sphere of influence. I myself am, am doing something similar. Only um, I'm not rewarding people based on the outcome. So if I get a referral, yeah. it would be like a $500 um, thank you. Now, if I'm willing to spend $500 for a referral, 
then um, what I'm doing now instead is um, I'm taking that $500 and breaking it up monthly, yeah. where every month I'm sending them something in the mail, whether it be fresh flowers one month, and then the next month it's a mug, and then the next month it's fresh flowers, and then the next month it's a calendar, and then the next month. So it's like cool, physical, tangible things, yeah. and it's a steady drip. It's a higher perceived cost because yeah. now I'm paying like 30 to $50 a person per month but I'm rewarding the behavior and not the outcome. Yeah. If that makes sense, or yeah. I'm training the behavior and not the outcome. Yeah. And I'm not doing this for everybody in my database. It's like a select like group of people that send referrals and my referrals are different than a real estate agent's referrals. Yes. So this yeah, is yeah. like a totally different yeah. thing. But the concept is I could be digitally sending them a message every month and like spamming the shit out of them where they hate my guts <laughs> or I could be actually touching them with like at least four touches a year are like a true, like, Oh my gosh, so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, and a phone call. Yeah. Oh, there's an app you should, everybody should check out. It's called reach R E A C H. And it allows you to create a list on your phone of all your contacts. And then, um, you can type up a custom message. So say I was like, um, Hey Ryan, uh, let me know if you're interested in the house values this spring question mark. This is a really shitty script. Anyways, I would come up with a better <laughs> script. But the idea is I could type up that message. And when I hit send, it will send it to you. And it would say, hey, Ryan. But when I send it to Becky, it'll say, hey, Becky. And so it will send, if I had 100 contacts in my list, it would send 100 different messages with each one mail merging the person's name. Hmm. And what I like about it is that it comes directly from my cell phone. So okay. most apps, when you're sending like a broadcast text message out, it yeah. comes from this weirdo third-party right. phone number. Yeah. And you're like lucky to even get a 905 if you're a 905. You're yeah. not. You're getting some other stupid number. Yeah. And so I like that because it comes directly from you. Now, the, the downfall to it is that um, when I send the message to you, it will type it up and I have to hit send. And then it will open up Becky's text, type it out, and I have to hit send. Oh, okay. So I have to hit send 100 times if okay. my list has 100 people. So it takes me what, 60 seconds? It's like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. It's really quick, right? Yeah. And I look at it like, look, these kids are playing games on their phone and they're literally like just tapping it for gems. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a real gem. It's just a stupid made up thing. Uh, only now I'm doing the same thing, only I'm yeah. making real money. So yeah. I'm playing the game too. And I don't mind if I have to touch the phone a hundred times to make it work. Or you could hire now, a kid to do it. <laughs> if, a video yeah, game you could. kid to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you want, yeah, totally. And it then. And um, the other thing is if it becomes too, too much, like say I get 300 or a thousand people yeah. in that list, I'm probably not going to do a thousand. That would yeah. be ridiculous. So I'll switch to a different app um, called community. Okay. Community, community is an app that allows you to type up a message on your phone and broadcast it at the press of a button. Only this time it will send to the hundred people or to the thousand people, but it's coming from, their weirdo third-party number that right. they assign you. I use uh, I use Agent Locator for my website, and they have a text message thing. And I, I bought a number that's local number that I use, but uh, I did I made the mistake of blasting out. I was trying to clean up my database, and I sent it to eight hundred and something people, and I hit yeah. send all. I wasn't yeah. thinking how many people were going to respond, and I ended up spending two two days literally just responding to people because because I did the the Dean Jackson's nine word email, and I was like, oh crap, I'm like, oh I couldn't even keep up for the first two hours. I literally I was going to go home, and I was like. I couldn't even leave the office because I just kept responding, kept responding, kept responding, kept responding. So it was like two days of just, so I, next and time it, I'm going to batch it down to like 50 or hundred at a time. 
true yeah well that is a good problem to have my friend yeah <laughs> and texting is like my favorite way of breaking the clutter i i don't even look at my email if you email me i'm sorry i didn't look at it because i don't i hate email i'm overwhelmed yeah. with it it's just too much um so i am all about text i get way more responses from text yeah. um, way more conversations that sort of thing oh but i don't use text as a passive way so say a person actually texts me back i pick up the phone yeah nothing is going to help you move that needle forward further and be able to gauge them to qualify them are you working with a realtor if you want to move when you want to move by if you were to move would it be Oshawa or whippy like that's a lot of texting back and forth and you're yeah. going to want to break your thumb off and throw it at the window <laughs> yeah. so i definitely am not opposed to picking up the phone it's yeah. just sending out that broadcast text really helps identify of the 300 people i text it narrowed it down to the 60 that responded Boom, it, it gets the the conversation started and then you can then follow up and, and then communicate however you think is the best when you there. when you do it through agent locator and all these people respond do you have to um check the responses on a computer or does it go to your phone no, it goes to my phone yeah but as i actually app? uh it comes through as a text message to my phone through there oh that's cool but right, i i on. actually i use the website because it's easier because i can literally type into their name and it's within their profile so i can yeah versus when it comes to my phone it comes through one number i just have to, then i have to see who it is so um oh think so hold that thought yeah, one yeah. more app i want to drop on yeah. because it goes okay. in line with this conversation is um canned response keyboard c-a-n-n-e-d canned response keyboard so us as agents we're always on the go we're always on the fly and that's why i asked you get the text directly to your phone and you do Awesome. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of times, like we are not logged into our CRM because it's a pain in the ass on the computer and we're always on our phone. Yeah. And so like example, Gmail, if you were to send me an email and it came to my Gmail, I'd open up the app and there's no way for me to save like messages that I send over and over again. Like say I got a, a, a buyer lead and it's the same type of buyer lead yeah. every time. I'm going to basically send them the same response every time. Like, why would I change it? And so what canned response keyboard does is it allows you to create all your different pre-typed out messages yeah. and have them saved, but it's directly in your keyboard. So this is what's, this is the cool part about it is, you know, when you're, say you're in Facebook messenger, a text message or a email, it's all the same keyboard, right? Right. Like you're typing. Yeah. And if you hit the little emoji icon, it up, opens up all the emojis. If yeah. you hit that button again, it opens up all your canned responses. Nice. That's awesome. So the canned responses aren't just going to work in your email. They're also right. going to work when I get a text awesome. message, when I get, yeah, it works across the board. That's oh, it looks really ghetto. It looks like a, it looks like a kid made it in his basement. Yeah. And I hope he did because I just paid him five bucks and I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but it looks like garbage. It looks That's terrible. Funny. That's the yeah. one thing I miss about black, my blackberries. It had the replacement text. I think you taught me that back in the day where you could save so, those replacement texts. That yeah, our iPhones have it, and modern phones have the um, the text replacement as well. But the problem with them is that it's only one run-on sentence. You can't have broken up paragraphs. Oh, okay, good to know. So that's why I use Can Response Keyboard. I, I use the Quick Replace Text more than Can Response Keyboard. Okay. Um, but whenever I do have a long-winded like two or three paragraph thing, right? Can Response. Oh, good to know. That's awesome. Um, yeah. so I, I will wrap up because I want to protect your time and, and respect that. Uh, if you were to give someone advice, if they're thinking about getting started in a farm and they're trying to think outside the box and not just think typical, what's one thing you would suggest for someone to get started right now? Yeah. The on only the thing I would say, yeah, the only thing I would suggest 
is to check out this amazing podcast called Launch Your Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Go Google yeah. search that. Binge watch all these interviews because you're going to hear how many episodes do you have now, roughly? Uh, 30, over 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> why, are, why are you guys binge watching Shameless and binge watching all this other <laughs> yeah. stuff that like degrades your brain? Listen to what other agents are doing at a higher level and uh, pick and cherry pick the ideas that you like from the 30 different episodes. If you did that over one weekend and then next week just start, you'd have a, a clear game plan on like, oh, well, this is the clear vision of where I want to be. And based on all these ideas yeah. with my gut and my, my skill set, this is the next thing I should focus on. And you do one thing a day, one thing at a time. That's the best advice anyone's given so far. <laughs> That's, good. That's awesome. good. So we always wrap up with a uh, best book segment. So we always share what's one book that you has made an impact in your life or you feel would make an impact on our viewer's life. Well, that's a broad question because every viewer is different. Um, so I would say Jim Rohn has an audio book called The Day That Turned Your Life Around. And it's not actually a book like chapter one, chapter two, chapter right. three. It's a collection of his seminars packaged okay. as one download as a book. So it's a whole bunch of seminars. And I just let that run and play in the background. Um, and I've listened to that one book. book. I've listened to that one audio uh, thing like at least eight times from beginning to end. Wow. Um, very, if I could meet one guy, uh, like celebrity person, it would be him. He's dead. So I can't, <laughs> but if I could, he, he's made the biggest impact on me and he generally speaking, his knowledge would apply to business and life. Yeah. So that would be my answer. Awesome. Appreciate that. So how can our viewers check out what you're up to if they want to connect with you and, and see what you're doing? Sure. The best thing is to send me a text message. So anybody who's like, oh man, I like this conversation. Uh, send me a text message at 905. 903-5442. And what I'll do is I have a webinar I did on uh, farming. So I'll send you that. You can just watch it. I won't even ask you for your email or nothing or credit card or nothing like that. Um, one thing that agents would be tuned into and interested in for farming is that we have a done for you farming program where we do the digital ads for you. And it's $50 a month, including the cost of marketing. It is super inexpensive. Yeah. And for that $50, generally we're getting between 60 and 90,000 impressions in your farm area, wow. reminding people who you are and what you do. So anybody that's in Canada and the U, well, anywhere, but most of our clients are Canada yep. and the US, let me know and I'll let you know how it works. Awesome. We'll put that in the notes so people can check it out. Well, I really, really appreciate you being on here. Like I said, we've been, we've known each other for a long time and it's always nice to connect and brainstorm and share ideas. So it's, it's awesome to have you on and, and keep, keep the conversation going. Awesome. awesome. Thanks a lot. Bye guys. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming. <laughs>